Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Sarah and Adam Show. <laughs> how, how are you today, Ms. Statue? <laughs> Not statue-like enough, apparently. How are you? <laughs> no, doing well, doing well, uh, well enough, anyways. Not at least when you're when you're uh, being statuesque, it's it's better, mm-hmm. apparently. Yeah, then I'm, then you don't get all flummoxed. I don't get all, um, yeah. My my intro is it all staggered and stammery. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we had to do a retake because I was about to start and she's like, oh, I'm just going to fix my hair and it just like messed with me. So it's fine. Yeah. Yeah, it's going to be an interesting episode. So, mm-hmm. Sarah, we have a lot of shows to talk about tonight. I know. You actually watched She Hulk this week. Well, not this week, but this week. Hey, I mean, you didn't watch it last week either, so. I mean, I so. watched, I did watch it last week. I just didn't watch it before we recorded. No, you, you don't have the moral high ground here, Sarah. Yes, I do. I'm not yielding it. <laughs> <to you. laughs> um, okay. Yeah. So we've watched four shows this week. Yeah. Um. So She-Hulk mm-hmm. is probably the first one we're going to talk about. Mm-hmm. Dragon should have said show. a dragon show. Should I have said a boot? No. Okay, you can say that. I never say a boot. Say Why not? You, I just, a bow. you just said it. I said a bow. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So yeah, dragon show, mm-hmm. which is, I feel like all our shows are turning to the like toward the dark a little bit. They're getting darker. Yeah, I guess Andor's not that. Like, it just starts dark. It's just gonna, <sighs> you know. So, so we'll talk about Andor's what, episode four. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Mm-hmm. And then Rings of Power. Episode six. Yeah. We're almost done. We have two hours left of Rings of Power. That's crazy. We have one movie left of this season. <laughs> Of this season. And then next season we'll get, I guess, another couple of movies. Uh, yeah. Maybe they'll release an extended edition of this season. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> you sound like you don't want it. <laughs> I don't even know how you would do that. I don't know either. I, <laughs> that's why I said it. Uh, I'm, I'm just a dreamer. Don't, don't kill my dream. Okay. 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 All okay. right. So, uh, yeah, let's uh, talk about, so I don't, we haven't, well, sorry, Miss Moral High Ground here has, uh, has watched all current episodes of She-Hulk. Yes, I have. You have And I had to actually work while I was at work, and so I did not watch She-Hulk today. Look, it's not my fault. (laughs) Okay. Uh, um, okay. Yeah. So you're just an episode behind. That's fine. I it does suck that you haven't watched this one because I I did enjoy this one, but mm. yeah, uh, I almost wish we could just wait until the very end and then we could talk about all of them. But mm. I'm also gonna just start forgetting things. Par for the course. Thanks. <laughs> you're welcome. <laughs> Hey, I'm forgetting things too, so it's all good. Um, 
Okay, so what did you think of these two episodes? Because these two were, I'm trying to remember. So episode five was like the Tatiana court trademark thing, right? Mm-hmm. And then episode six was the wedding. Yeah. Okay, so she's in both of those. Titania. Uh-huh. Sorry, I shouldn't have said Tatiana. I was thinking of the actress. Um, See, I was, I was just... Um... Being professional, treating you with courtesy, not correcting every single thing, you know. Okay. Anyway, so Titania is in both of them. So is Tatiana, but, you know, that's a different actress. Yeah. Today you you were like, you're very dismissive of my question. Because I, mm-hmm. I asked if if Titania was in this episode. And you're like, no. I was like, oh, well, we don't have a, a villain and like we don't we don't have like one central villain and you're like yeah there's no villains in this i didn't say there was no villains in this i said that i think the villains that we're getting are not actually the main villain and i didn't i didn't dive into it because i knew you hadn't watched this latest episode okay so so this latest episode has some things about like there, there's some i mean there there is there there are like hints right that that um you know they're trying someone's trying to replicate her dna or something mm-hmm. like that trying to create hulks right trying to figure out how to pierce her skin or whatever yeah they keep DNA. they keep uh showing the flashback of they're like yeah we need to get it we couldn't pierce through her skin and then nothing happens right in that episode to indicate it, and it's like, oh, they want us to remember this for some reason. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So you you only watch the the two that don't really have anything to do with that, right? Um, what did you think of those two? I don't know. Um, I don't know why she put up with the. I don't know. The wedding one is obvious. It's like I watched them back to back, but. I guess I'll try, I'll try to talk about the other one. So I, I thought it was funny because she looks down so hard at, on that gross guy, you know, like the guy who they have to, you know, like publicly shame, basically. The the lawyer who who, mm. she, who used to be a good, her coworker. Right. They looked down on him so hard. And then it ends up being the same thing, kind of. Like she has to shame herself in order to win this case. Right. And I, I don't know, but but for her, it's, you know, like there's no shame in, in it. I don't know. He, he does. He treats the people differently. He's, he's gross. He is. But uh, I don't know. I just thought it was funny. This this parallel of like, uh, you know, they, they both have to do that. They have similar arcs in that regard to win to win a court. Yeah. Um, I think that his was more of a creepy arc. Sure. Oh yeah. I mean, they they definitely made him way less sympathetic, yeah. right? I mean, yeah. They're like, there's a girl over there. I'm gonna go talk to it. Like, do it. Right. Um, Accurate. Right. Yeah. Like he's uh, there's no there's no true parallel between like the way they've treated people. I just thought it was an interesting thing that they both had to do it. And mm-hmm. I don't know. Like I i've always been this fan of of humility and i know that's a lot of people listening to this will be like what really seriously zareth like <laughs> zareth <laughs> like you, you think humility but humility is so powerful in reality like it that that doesn't mean you can't be a little cocky it doesn't mean you can't like it, it's 
it's not direct contradiction, I guess. And uh, here's the thing, like being able to put your sense of self aside and actually, you know, like you can actually accomplish so much by being able to, by being able to say, all right, uh, I'm not the most important thing here. The, my concerns are not the most important thing here. Like, let's actually, you know, get things done. And, uh, you know, and I've been able to do that sometimes in my life, believe it or not. And uh, I just think it was an interesting, it's, it's an interesting, I don't know, byproduct of that show of like, if she wants to win, she has to, she has to humiliate herself. And the only way to do that is through, you know, humility. It's, it's power, superpower. Don't you think, though, that there is an interesting, um, like, I view it kind of interesting in, in the way that, like, for the guy to do that, yeah, they look at him as it being humiliating, but he looks at, at it for himself as, like, an as a confidence arrogance thing, and it's, like, a boastful, prideful thing, and then she looks at it as her, at herself as a shameful thing like it's a double standard mm. i mean the the way they've decided to write those characters sure i mean i think it's a direct parallel to society sure so you're the one applying okay so i guess the thing is i i don't i, I don't see him as I, i'm sure there is pretty gross people like him actually in fact i just uh you know they've made her sympathetic and stuff like they they've even written a couple really stupid girl characters like mm-hmm. I, I don't know like uh I guess I don't I, I don't know I don't see it as I don't see it as all guys are like that versus like in society versus all girls no I'm not saying that that's the case I'm just saying that that is the uh it seems to be the most common stereotype Sure. Yeah, it's a stereotype. Yeah. Uh, so anyways, I, I think it's, I thought this was an interesting one, just because, uh, I don't know, like, it, they actually made a girl who was like, they made a couple girls who were pretty awful um, in it, which was, you know, not, it, it hadn't been hap- it hadn't been happening that often in the show. You know, I've, we've talked about that a lot, like the social commentary is in my in my observation by and large like pretty pretty biased against men and i know that you tend to you know see it as more like reflection of how society actually is and how uh, and i think it makes some good points mm-hmm. i it was it was also just refreshing to see like sometimes sometimes they show a girl who is not just you know totally you know uh you know, the, the, the society hasn't just taken a dump on her and that's the only reason she's not succeeding or something like the men are keeping her down. Like in this case, it's her actions that are keeping her down. Right. You know, which is, it was nice. It was nice to see that though. I, I wonder what her superpower is. Is she just strong? She hawks? No, the, the other girls. Oh, the, Titania. Yeah. Yeah, I know. I've been wondering that too. And was she, like, did she just have some kind of freak accident to become that way? Yeah. Like, she's she's like, hey, I'm strong. Mm-hmm. Her superpower is not having good teeth. <laughs> um, Apparently. 
Yeah, I don't know what her superpower is. I don't know. Well, yeah. So, anyways, I, I thought it was okay. What did you think? Um, they both felt like I mean, especially episode six, the wedding episode. They both really felt like filler episodes. Um, yeah. Which, it was more frustrating to me during episode six for that because I didn't think we really needed a filler. Um, mm-hmm. We're so far into the season that like you don't you don't need to do that anymore. We've already established the like problems that Jen is having. We've established the Titania back and forth nonsense. Um, I think you can just move forward with the storyline a bit more. However, having seen episode seven, I can see why episode six was needed. Is all I will say. Oh yeah, that's fair. Um, I I felt like episode six was, I don't know. uh, It was a, yeah, it, it felt unnecessary though. I'll, I'll nod to, you know, I'll, I'll accept your, your explanation that there is a better explanation for it. It was necessary. I, um, I just thought it was, I thought it was sad how much she put up with, like, why did she decide to stay at the wedding? Especially after she's yeah. like, you have to walk with the dog. Like, why wouldn't you just leave? Like you're not, you're not saving face by sticking around. And like, I think that was another thing that they highlighted really well in that episode at the very start when she's asked to be a bridesmaid, she's like, how do you even say no to this? And that's something that like when women are asked to be bridesmaids, you're like, how do you say no to this? If you like can't financially do it or feasibly do it because it's expensive. Um, And it's just like one of those things where they, she's like, yeah, I guess I have to do this. Even though like, this is a girl that, I don't even think we've seen this this friend before. Mm-mm. And so obviously they're not that good of friends. It's just a longtime friend. But yeah, just getting dragged into it. And then also just treated like garbage. Well, that that's the thing. It's like, well, maybe I would say yes if someone like was like, hey, I, I know we haven't seen each other for 10 years, but you want to be a groomsman? And I'm like, well... Uh, you know, if I made the decision to go, then sure, you know, like, I, yeah, I could go. But if, if they, if it was just like this elaborate trap to humiliate me, mm-hmm. I wouldn't just stick around. I'm like, yeah, that's cool, man. You can humiliate me. Like, sure. I'll, I'll iron all the groomsmen, the grooms shirts, you know, right. Groomsmen shirts that like, I, I don't know, like all these guys, they can't, they can't iron their own shirts. No, apparently not. Yeah, yeah, those evil men. They're horrible. <laughs> you know? Um, and, th- and then she invites Titania there, who's clearly her adversary, and... I don't think she invited Titania. I think Titania's date invited her. Okay. Which I think was, like, that was clearly Titania being like, I'm going to date this guy so that I can get to invited to this wedding that Jen will be at. Well, I just wonder, like, what was her end game there for? Like, may- maybe it actually explains it in the next one. But, but like, she's like, I'm going to fight you. And, like, she already got the crap beat out of her once. Does she really think she could beat a Hulk? Apparently so. All right. So... I don't know. This show is, I'll, I'll say this. So I, I am, 
I'm interested in the show the entire time. Mm-hmm. And yet when it's over, it's the one time I, it's like, I, I, I discovered that I've never laughed once out loud. I've never even really like smiled much. I'm just like, just stay pretty stoic watching it the whole time. You just watch it straight through stone faced. Hmm. Fair. I mean, I, I felt like episode six derailed a little bit. There is a part in it that, like, when you watch episode seven, you're like, okay, this particular element of it was necessary. Uh, but I don't, it, it does still feel like the majority of episode six was not necessary. Okay. It feels to me, I don't, I'm interested to see what this guy, like, her love interest, this guy, mm-hmm. um, he's like, she, you look, seem pretty amazing to me. And, the only things she's he's ever heard and see, or seen of her mm-hmm. at all is like her sitting there being dejected for a few minutes for just like a very few seconds, really. Right. And then um, of her, you know, her being drunk, super drunk. Right. And he's like, I think you're pretty neat. I'm like, I don't know. It, he seems he seems pretty sus to me. Mm hmm. So I don't know. We'll see. Well, I hope I hope it get picks up. That's a that's not like a terrible show. That's a good observation though, because I didn't pick up on that with him when I when I watched it. I think probably because I was so annoyed by the fact that this episode felt like it was unnecessary, mm. and I was disappointed because I felt like they were on like a really good trend of having like a unique. Uh, show and having some good commentary and just like a light-hearted fluff type show without it being too much fluff like I was fully expecting it to kind of keep going on the storyline and then episode six just really annoyed me fair yeah uh, you know like Mr. Invincible or whatever he just like you know yeah I'm curious though once you watch episode seven what you think Okay. Yeah. Most of the guys are pretty garbage so far. Maybe he'll be better. Maybe he won't. Um, anyway, so that's that's She-Hulk so far, in my right. experience. Uh, let's see, there's nine episodes, I think, or is it eight? Um, I honestly can't remember. Does it seem like it'll wrap up in the next one? If it does, I will be very surprised. Um because I feel like if it wraps up, let me just double check. I feel like if it wraps up in the next one, there's nine. Okay. Yeah. Mm. I was going to say, I feel like that if it was next week, it would be too quick. Like it wouldn't be a tidy wrap up. Okay. So I will say this about the show. I think that the strength of the show, like the, the biggest, most amazing part of the show uh, is not not at the foibles of other people, of lesser men, of, of all these different people you know like beings surrounding her it's when she has forced to confront what she is and what she values and who she her right. self-identity like is she is she the she-hulk is she not is she just using that as a way to have human connection is she mm-hmm. you know like because people seem to think she-hulk's pretty cool but it, do they only think it's she's cool because she's a superhero or you know because she's green or whatever like mm-hmm. what where does her value lie and when she's forced to confront that that to me is the most important most interesting discussion that you can have about this show yeah i agree 
Yeah. And I feel like she usually just spends a lot of her time just kind of ignoring that. I would, I would like to see more of that because to me, that's the growth part. That's the potential for growth mm -hmm. for her. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I, yeah. We can get into that next week if you watch episode seven. Okay. Let's do that. <laughs> we've got, we've got more, in my opinion, much more compelling stuff to talk about. Okay. Where do you want to go next? House of the Dragon? Dragon show? Dragon show. Where we if that's what you want to do, where I'll let we, you pick the next show. You pick. Let's do, let's do Dragon Show, where we've jumped ahead 10 years. <laughs> New and, actors. And somehow, Viserys is still alive 10 years later, looking like a friggin' corpse. Yeah. Like an undead zombie just in time for Halloween. Are there other type of zombies? Just curious. Sure. I have no idea. <laughs> gotcha. Just half, kidding. Half dead, <laughs> freshly infected zombies. Very good. So, yeah, this this one. Um, so, you have a lot of thoughts about this. Like, there are a couple characters who die. Mm -hmm. uh, there's there's some the the new actresses were here are here. Um, Mm-hmm. The the boys are boys will be boys. I hate that saying. Me too. So toxic. So, Ugh. Yeah. But they're being boys. So you know. Yeah. Take it as you will. Some of them have lighter hair than others. Yeah. Like in real life. Hmm? Like in real life. Yeah, some some boy yeah. Yep. Yeah. So, what what do you think? What are your thoughts? What what do you want to? How do you want to kick this oh, off? Man, I don't even know where to start with this. Um, it's just so weird to have different actresses, first of all. Um, but fine. Like I'll, I'll get over it. I think I just got attached to to the two main girls that were playing Allison and Renara. So. Did you? You didn't. You didn't like uh, Alicent. I still don't like Alicent. That doesn't mean I. That's why not. That doesn't. Because I don't like the character doesn't mean I don't like the actress. Okay, that's fair. Um, I still don't like her. First of all, that's where we can start. I told you so. She is bad news. It's very evident in this episode that she's gonna be bad news bears. Uh, yeah, I, I don't, I wouldn't say you, so yeah, sure, you told me, you told me that you would think that, and so good job, but I, I don't, I don't know that I'm taking, I don't know that I would not take her side, frankly. I think Alicent has more, like, she, she's pretty awful on some levels, but she's also, she, she's also pretty understandable on a lot, a lot of levels as well, I think. She seems much more manipulative now, especially as, like, the older version of her. It's been 10 years. Sure. Well, like, it's, they want us to dislike her, for sure. Because the very first thing we have her, we have Rhaenyra going through childbirth, and then instantly mm -hmm. she's being summoned, you know, like, take the baby away and go take it to Alicent. Mm -hmm. To the queen. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. You know, and and so she's, she's not a reasonable person. Right. I also don't know that her life has had a lot of reasonable people 
to deal with. Sure, I guess. But I mean, you can either change that or just keep spewing the same crap back out into the universe. Well, I think she's more like, you know what, if you're not going to give me the things that I should have, just for me being a nice person or whatever you want to say, like a then I'm going to do my own damn thing because screw you guys. I'm sick of being used. See, but I don't view her as a nice person. I view her as I view. I have viewed her as two faced the entire time. Okay. So I think that's part of the reason why I just can't get behind what she's doing because I, it's to me, she comes across as having ulterior motives the whole time. Well, I think she's, I think she was genuine up to a point. I think that when, when she, I, I think it was the episode before this, when she was like, uh, you know, she shows up late to the dinner and, you know, mm-hmm. they're like, oh, she's declaring war kind of thing. I think that that was the time that she broke because she's like, uh, she wants, she wants good things for Rhaenyra. She wants good, you know, like she's, she's good friends with her. She tries to give her good advice at the start. Like there, you know, she's hanging out with the king and her dad's like, go visit him, go visit him. And she's like, if I have to, like, if you want me to, I'll be mm-hmm. dutiful. Like, I feel like she was being pushed in this direction. And then at some point she's like, you know what? I hate where this has landed me. I hate that me being like the the person who like helps everyone else who who is like I, I'm the one who's getting lied to I'm the one who's like uh, like literally just uh, yeah. she's she's the king's you know she's summoned to the king's chambers at all any hour of night like she has no level of respect for what she's been doing for being a good dutiful daughter mm-hmm. and I think at some point she just snapped she's like you know what I'll just manipulate you guys instead. Like, screw you. I don't know. I I feel like how good of a friend can you be and how trustworthy and like, why should I trust your advice and take your advice if you're just going to repeat what I say to you, to your father and my dad and my dad, because that's your husband. Yeah. I mean, she's put under a lot of pressure. I'm not saying she's just like perfect either. I'm just saying I think it's perfectly understandable. And in some ways, like the way she's been treated has been pretty shameful on, on like almost every level. For sure. I'm not, I'm not ignoring that, but she just seems to spin it back out. Like instead of changing that, she's just also, she's part of the problem. Hmm. Maybe, or maybe she is genuinely trying to keep her kids alive. Sure. I mean, she sees that. Like, I, I also see her as being like this, like, <laughs> I will protect my kids kind of thing, too. Like, and if, you know, if someone has to be murdered for it, I guess so be it. Like, she didn't want that, clearly. She mm-hmm. was, like, shocked at that. And I think that that was her saving grace. If she had just ordered the death of the of those people at the end, mm-hmm. that would have been, like, okay, well, I... Like that crosses a line in my opinion. If she had, but but she was like appalled. She's like, no, I didn't. Are you kidding me? Like I didn't want them dead. Like, mm-hmm. and it's it shows a certain level of naivety, and maybe she'll start embracing that. I just I think 
I think life has shown her a hard time. And now she's like, oh, I'm not going to be anyone's victim anymore. I'm not going to be a victim. I'm not, I'm not going to play their plot, like play their games. And I'm going to keep my kids alive and I'm going to do what's best as I see it. So anyways, they, they don't want us to like her, but I don't, I find her a little more sympathetic than they probably want me to. So. Fair. Um, also did not like Sir Kristen this episode. <laughs> No. Don't know why he's kicking around. Still but still bitter over a one night stand from ten years ago. Right. Still bitter. I, I think he's more bitter about her subsequent rejection later. She she just wanted him to be a plaything. He was like, I want to be equals. And she's mm-hmm. like, you know what? Screw you. I'm gonna be the heir and I'm gonna be try try to be dutiful, which I think was good in, in a lot of ways, but uh, you know, like, I think she should have rejected him, but I think that was the part. He was, like, opened himself to her, made mm-hmm. himself vulnerable, kind of like, hey, we could we could have a life together. And she's like, uh, not for me, not with you, no. Nope. But he said, we can have a life together if you quit your job. Right. If some guy was like, hey, you should quit your job and be with me, I'd be like, no. Sure. Well, well that that too. I mean. Like, hard pass. Red flag. Well, quit your job. Yeah, that's essentially what he said. That's what that's essentially what he said to her. She was like, "Hey, I have to do this. I have to be dutiful. This is my job. I'm going to be the heir. My husband is gay. We're just doing this for appearances. So, like, clearly, still wants to be with him. And like, granted, yeah, I guess like he's like cool, like your side piece, but." I don't know. Why are you still being whiny over it 10 years later? Move on, dude. Oh, yeah, he should. I'm just saying, like, the one night stand, I don't think he cared about that as nearly as much as as her rejecting him later. I just, I feel like if you're still going to be in the, like, as as a guard or whatever, and you're still following this oath, then that's even more motivation for you to move past it then you should, like, you should really just bury it and move past it because you're not supposed to even, like, that shouldn't have been a thing in the first place for you. Right. Just be lucky. Just count yourself lucky. Right. Well, and, and yeah, like, I don't, I don't like him at all here. Like, the way he's treating those children is... Yeah. I, I don't know. Like, obviously, I have... The, the boys, to me, are very relatable, at least the younger ones, because, you know, I have, I have an eight- and four-year-old boy, and, you know, mm-hmm. like... I'm like, don't, don't treat any of them that way. I don't, I don't like this. Like, don't, don't be like, like be harsh, whatever, if you need to teach them that way. But I don't, I didn't like the way he was setting them against each other and showing favoritism the way he did and everything. I thought it was disgusting. Mm -hmm. Yeah. He's uh, interesting. And I, I did find it very interesting that he is now with Allison. Like, he's Team Allison, right? Yeah. So, oh, yeah, well, she's the one who stopped him in his moment of, like, he's going to kill himself. Right. But it's just, like, an interesting development. Mm-hmm. So. I thought I was going to like him, actually. And I am disappointed. Because I think he will be, like, I don't like any character that I'm watching right now. I don't, I don't think. <laughs> I don't think that there is, like... 
for a minute I liked the hand who was like I can't like I can't actually quit you know like do my job well without bias so I'm gonna quit I'm gonna resign he did the honorable thing like he's trying his best to do the right thing and then he just gets murdered yeah like I why why can't they make a character I actually like in these shows I don't know like I I like Ed Stark too or Ned Stark and goodbye that that's what they do I like I guess I like Tyrion. He stayed around forever. Mm-hmm. That's good. Um Yeah, it was just all I don't know. I agree with you. I like the dragons. Sure. <laughs> Does that count? I'm like I I feel terrible that these boys are like being threatened. I I it just that makes me sick too of like these kids are they're you know, their moms are afraid for their lives because if their succession occurs and one of them tries to consolidate power, of course, the first target a more ruthless ruler would do, would have, would be to just kill the sons. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, do you have anything else you want to say about the sons? I mean... All right. Or... In that area not necessarily i i thought it was interesting i don't know how it works i guess maybe i'm sure it's that's been plotted out for other people but like i don't know why her oldest son or what, what one of the sons mm-hmm. doesn't have a dragon I, I don't understand why some of them don't have dragons yeah i don't understand that either like i guess they kind of addressed it in when they were in the like the foreign land with uh, Damon and stuff, like the girl, you know, her egg isn't hasn't hatched yet, and they're like, not all of them do. Maybe that's what it is. Like they sh- they have a dragon, but right. it doesn't the egg doesn't hatch. Right. Yeah, that could be it. Um. Yeah. What did you think about Damon and his new? He's got a new wife. Yeah. <laughs> I, I don't know i'm like so he, i keep they, they, they keep railing me in to tempt me to like him but i'm like after he cold blood murdered his his <laughs> bronze b wife you know the one he keeps calling the like i, I can't like him I, I in fact just think he's disgusting and it's really sad that he's found peace in this world right Maybe you're not supposed to like him. I want to like someone in this show, Sarah. <laughs> I want to like someone. And no <laughs> one is likable. No one. Except for the hand who had integrity and then they murdered him instantly. Mm-hmm. I don't like people in this show. Like, I'll I'll watch the rest of it because I'm, I'm invested now. But I, I don't. I don't like a single person. Like Alicent is a little bit like I can understand what she like. I can respect where, the position she's in, mm-hmm. and I think that that like I'm glad that she's sticking up for herself because no one else is going to. Otherwise, they're all just a bunch of people who are like so selfish. They I, like I want them to go to war so they can kill each other off because I hate them all. <laughs> I, I I don't know. What what are your thoughts? I I need to stop. Um 
I don't know. I don't, I don't really like anyone either. I'm just kind of following to see what I'm waiting for them to start fighting each other. I'm waiting for Allison to stop being a manipulative, passive aggressive bee and just do something like Mm -hmm. just make something happen. Um, It would not surprise me at all if like this, if something happened between the boys and that like spurred Allison and Renara to like Allison to go after Renara or something. I don't know. Um, but yeah, I'm just waiting for something to happen. Yeah, other, that's fair. Other than another person, another wife dying. In, I was going to say in childbirth, but I guess it wasn't really in childbirth. So I, I okay. So I thought that was interesting, actually, and mm-hmm. I, like annoyingly, I started liking her. This episode, <laughs> and then they just so basically the two characters you did start to like they killed off. Right. Yeah. Okay. That's the only reason I don't like Alicent because I don't want her to die. No. <laughs> <laughs> no, but but no, I liked. So there, there's this, there's like you could put. Uh, so there's the two brothers, right? Damon and uh, the king, whatever his name is. Zombie dude. Zombie face. Zombie face. So yeah, <laughs> the, yeah those. What? Viserys. Viserys. Okay. Mm-hmm. I thought you said Zareth. No. I was like, what? <laughs> no. <laughs> Jerk. So, uh, but you can almost like, you can pay, see the parallel here. Of yeah. Viserys, you know, chose to, you know, like the. They have the choice. Like you can maybe save the kid, but you can't save the mom. Mm-hmm. And like that, so mom, mom saving is not going to happen. And they give the man the choice, which is obviously like, don't do that. That's awful. Mm-hmm. Um, but I like, I like the the twist on it this time. I like, I thought maybe they was going to like make us like Damon a little bit because he's like, I'll give her the choice or something like that. Mm-hmm. A little bit, little bit, uh, you know, better, but. But instead, she just she was just like, you know what? I'm going out on my own terms. Yeah. I thought that was cool. Like, that was strong. That was powerful. Like, she knew she was going to die and probably their kid and may as well just be done. Just do it in one one shot. Confuse the dragon like crazy. He's like, what? I don't think the dragon was confused. I think the dra- I think that shows like the I think that showed the bond really well between them. And that dragon was like, "No. Hmm. I'm not going to burn you." And then because you could see it, like when I was watching it, you could see this moment where oh, man, I'm totally blanking on what her name was, the wife, but she like you could just see her mentally break to the point where she wasn't really frantic it was almost like she was crushed and just like defeated and at that moment you could see the dragon recognize that in her and then it was like the dragon just took pity on her yeah so i i did really like that and so i was reading that in the book she does die uh, but it is like complication of childbirth and she dies like three month, three days later or something like that. And it's basically okay. not done in the same manner. Um, so I think that they did it this way for two reasons. One, because obviously it makes it much more um, like 
impactful on TV or whatever. Like it's dr- more dramatic. It's more dramatic. Sure. It reads better on a TV audience, whatever you want to call it. Um, but I think they also really wanted to have that parallel, like you said, between Damon and Viserys. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah. Super, yeah, I... super dark scene, though. Like, yeah. Uh, yeah, it's weird. It's like, do you really call that suicide? Like, or just, I, I don't feel like, I mean, maybe it's just a very interesting thing. I guess we don't need to get into the the gray area of that definition. I just, yeah, she, I thought it was, I, mean, I thought it was a better alternative than just watching them cut into her. If, if you I, know you're going to die anyway, do you want it to be dragged out and painful? Or no, I get no. It over with. Same thing as what she did, right? Like, which is what? Yeah, yeah. Anyway, we also get into the gray area. Uh, so, so there's this um, the guy who ordered the deaths, like the <laughs> this guy, um, you know, cuts off their tongues, which I didn't feel like we Ooh. needed to see. No, did not need to see that either. Thank you for that. Um. But he, so in, in the after show uh, that the, they're, you know, they discuss it, they say the first real villain shows up and it's him. I feel like we've had villains this whole time. I feel like they're all villains. Yeah, they're all, but, but the interesting part is the show wants us to think that he's our first villain. Like they're, they're under some notion that the characters are likable. This is the crazy thing to me is maybe if you hadn't seen any of the, like if you hadn't seen Damon kill people um like if you hadn't seen any of this ridiculousness happen already mm-hmm. then maybe the first person that that I see mutilating someone else I'd be like oh yeah you're a villain I don't like you but it's to the point that it is such a common thing that I'm like, oh, it's just another Sunday. Like, yeah, like he sees as an opportunity. Like he he wants to kill his dad and his brother so he can be the heir. So, the, sure, like you're a bad person. Welcome to Westeros. Right. Like, Where everyone, everyone everyone's a bad person. Like they've killed all the good people. Mm-hmm. Everyone's selfish and going for their own motivations. Yeah, like mm-hmm. like in that in that regard, I do like Viserys, just because. And you you call him spineless, and I get that he is like he needs to be stronger. Yeah, at least he is trying to do well by people. You know, like he actually has a shred of decency in him. You know what Viserys makes me think of in this episode, when Ursula when Ursula shoots uh king triton with her with his uh like she like turns him into a little unfortunate soul and he's just all sunken at the bottom of the ocean <laughs> no it's <Okay>. serious <laughs> yeah i thought you were gonna say like Gollum or something he looks a little bedraggled like Gollum too no because Gollum has more pizzazz than viserys Gollum he has, has more like, has more vitality at least yeah yeah i'm like Gollum at least like moves quickly viserys is like takes him a week to get from one end of the building to the other 
Yeah. Well, they're trying to kill him. They're putting rats in his room and stuff. Like, they want him to get diseased, I feel like. It's been ten years, dude. Just kick off. Hmm. I'll have to remember that (laughs) as as advice for you later. Later. (laughs) Way down the line. (laughs) Uh, I feel like he's been dying this whole series. Yeah, I mean... Poor, poor guy. I don't even think he wanted to be king. But... Oh no! I, yeah, I get that vibe too. I don't think he wanted it either. All right, let's stop talking about the show that no one is likable in. <laughs> okay, you you pick the next show. All right, let's do Andor because I feel like there's lots of really likable characters there, mm-hmm. and it's dark. Like it, it's it's both. Right. Well, Okay, so let, let me just point out one thing. It, like, here, here's the thing that I... Uh, let's rewind just a little bit and go back to Dragon Show. Oh. And uh, I'm sorry. So okay. here's the thing. Like, you, there's all these shocking deaths, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And there's unlikable people everywhere. And it's all just this this dark awful situation and people like it for some reason probably because it's gratuitous and because of all these things and because they get these strong emotional reactions of shock and all i'm gonna say is shock yes you can like as a showrunner as an author whatever you want to get elicit a strong emotional reaction from your crowd like that's gonna that's gonna be good for you in a lot of different ways i just think that shock is like a really poor substitute for inspiration. If you could inspire someone and make it like, oh, I want to be like that. I want to, I want this to happen. I'm excited. I'm like, you know, that is the true form of art. This is like, it's a sham. It it feels fake to me a little bit. Well, and also like with inspiration, then you're clearly rooting for someone. Like if you look at, at this show, who are you rooting for? No one. I, no I don't. One. I don't care what happens to him. I'm. Like, I'm rooting for the dragon to burn somebody. Yeah, like give us some. Like if you're gonna be gratuitous, at least have the dragons like go do it. You know. Right. The dragons rip people up. It'll be at least a spectacle. Yeah, like I. I just feel like this is. This is like the an example of uh, like so the costuming is well done the sets all you know like the acting I, I like there's a lot of elements to this that I like I don't like the characters though and I don't like their actions like and I'm not inspired I I want to be built up I want to be excited about a thing I don't want to be like how are they going to shock me next right. like oh they didn't do that oh my gosh someone died that I didn't expect like I don't care just kill all of them. I'm sick of this. Okay. But uh, as opposed to Andor, where we know he's going to die. Right. We already know the ending. And yeah, I care about him and how he's doing and how he's going to do things. Right. Like, it's exciting. Well, and, like, that's the thing. I found myself saying that the other day where I was like, oh, I'm so curious where this goes. And then I, like, stopped and thought about it. I'm like, I know where this goes. I know how this ends right. for him. <laughs> Well, I love that at the end of each episode, it it cuts to like, hey, the next thing is in line to watch is Rogue One. And yeah. You're like, oh, yeah, that's, we're just constantly reminded of his death. Like, I mean, the guy even told him is he's like, you know, eventually you're going to just die for this cause anyways. Right. 
you know but it's it's how you live your life before that that's important um I feel like I forgot to tell you this. I fully watched the first three episodes last week and then watched Rogue One. They were like, hey, nice. you would you you would like this. And I was like, I do <laughs> like this. Play. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, Rogue One is honestly like now now that it's had some space, like I I think it's my favorite Star Wars movie. It's frankly. it's always been my favorite Star Wars movie. Oh, so I'm glad I, I liked it instantly. Yeah. I really did. I just it feels like a betrayal for like I grew up loving the original trilogy so much. I watched them so much. Like I, I bet I have Return of the Jedi damn near memorized. Mm-hmm. Like I, I could, I, it's I've watched them an egregious number of times. Right. And so you don't come back from that background and instantly change your mind on what your favorite Star Wars movie is. Right. Whereas I didn't watch a Star Wars movie until I was twenty three. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Okay. Confession time's over. Mm-hmm. So let's let's move right on. <laughs> All right. So Andor. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh it but yeah, it's it's good and I like all the characters in it. Mm-hmm. Like it's dark and I even like the like the director guy in in the intelligence unit, and he, you know, he's like such a prick to everyone, right? And like, it's it's still fine. Like, I, I like that. I, he's he's endearing in a like you, you know you're not you're not gonna like him. He's gonna do all sorts of awful things, but I don't know. Like the characters are likable. Yeah. Um, what I really liked about this one was it really made it feel like the first three episodes were um, like background information on Cassian and like setting everything up. And then this episode was kind of like where you're like, okay, it wasn't f- straight fully into action really, but it was, you were kind of seeing where the pieces were starting to to slide and how Cassian was going to fit into it. And you just kind of have to, it was, it sounds weird to call it a setup episode because it's episode four, but it felt like a setup episode. Well, yeah, I mean, we're on the edge of having this cool mission, mm-hmm. you know. We don't know what, so I like that the investigator kid guy who, like, was just, you know, the, the head of this disastrous mission and the let the Imperials take over. You know the policing efforts and stuff. I like I like that aspect too of how the Imperials just use. They're like, hey, we have an excuse. We're gonna take this over too. You know, they're Imperials. What do you expect? It's a freaking empire. Like, mm-hmm. you know, they're gonna they're gonna take things over. But I, but the 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 guy said one word the whole episode. He said mother, mm-hmm. and he got slapped. Like she had more dialogue than he did. Yeah. Okay, so what since we're talking about him, well, I, I was just talking about him, but um, do you, are are we gonna like him? Is he gonna be a good guy or bad guy in your opinion, or, like or neutral? He, I feel like he's gonna be a bad guy. Like I feel like we don't like him, unless maybe they're trying to set it up in a way where we're, we're hesitant on him or something like something's weird with him, and then he is like a double agent type thing. I don't know. 
Because that okay. would, I feel like if he was a spy, let's say, which I don't think this is actually the case, by the way. I'm just thinking out loud. I feel like if he was a spy in the Empire, that would make sense with why he was so, he felt so like, I don't know. Like, he didn't have the confidence to be in the role that he was in and to give the orders he was giving out. Like, it, it almost was like he had imposter syndrome or something. Um, and I feel like that would make a little bit of sense. But I think maybe he's just a coward. Okay. I mean, maybe he is. I, he strikes me as a person who is trying to do the right thing, but is going to be tragically doing the wrong thing the whole season. Right. It's like he he's um, he's like, oh, my gosh, the rebels are terrorists. And we know that. I mean, they kind of are, I guess. But but like they're painted in such a sympathetic light that they're the ones we root for. And so we're rooting for the rebels. And so, of course, if he's going to be trying to chase him down in any capacity, then we're going to be rooting against him but at the same time it's like well i can understand like you got to the you got to this point in your life honestly it just happens to be like you're making all the wrong choices dude right yeah um i'm curious to see where else like they go with him and if he's gonna have because he he seems like he's gonna have a decently sized role in this it seems like it's gonna be important right like at least that's how they're they're painting him so far. Maybe he'll yeah. say two words next episode. Sure. And then next time four. And eventually we'll get to like 32. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> eventually he'll have a... Season will be over. <laughs> he'll say a full sentence. Um, uh, yeah. No. I don't, I, don't, I don't like him. Anytime I see him on screen, I, I kind of just feel like, ugh. Hmm. Okay. Oh, yeah. I, he's not that interesting yet. I, I, but they clearly have planned around him. They haven't made him totally dominate the show. You know, like he's, he's right. a building character right now. Right. Um, uh, so what do you think of Mon Mothma? I like her. I liked her a lot. I thought mm -hmm. she was exactly how I expected her to be. Like, knew what she wanted, called the shots. Her husband seems like a total jerk did you did you recognize his name notice his name no no really oh my goodness i can't believe no i didn't it's perrin oh wait yes i did i did hear perrin that's right because i remember i remember being like oh perrin see i've already forgotten it <laughs> let, let me see how, how did someone earlier today say it par for the course <laughs> <laughs> something like that um yeah, I, I don't know. I don't like him. He's a jackass. Oh, no, he, he seems... I'll tell you what he seems like. I, I, I feel like he might actually have been a good dude at some point. Mm -hmm. And she she is hiding all these things from him. And he just wants to have... Like, he just wants to enjoy his life and do you know like lead, lead the best life he can but he doesn't want to do the rebellion stuff and so she's like well i gotta do rebellion stuff and he's like well i mean in a way he's like you're going down a path i can't follow like he he probably doesn't even know about that though like he's just being kept in the dark and he's right. resentful and 
I can't, you can't really blame him that much for he's like, must everything be boring and whatever? Like, oh, I just don't like him because it's obvious he doesn't have any respect for her. Right. Oh, yeah. He's like, I heard you got a present for me. Yeah. Not like, doesn't care that people are coming that she doesn't like right. or whatever. Like, he just, if my husband, I, purposely was having a party and invited people that he knew that I have problems with, I'd be pissed. Oh, yeah. As well you should. Yeah, I'm not saying that he's a good person now. I, I just see it seems like they're at the end. They're at the end of the road right now. Like, right. they're both just doing their, like, they're going through the motions and that they don't, they don't care. He's just like, yeah, my wife will hate you, but I don't care. Like, right. I just want the I want something good nice for me because when would when did she ever do anything nice for me? She even brought. even if she even if she does do nice things, I'm sure he mm. feels different, kind of. Which well, is fu- which is funny because she brings him a present. He's aware of this, which is a nice thing, and he acts like a toddler and is like, "Well, I heard you brought me a present." Right. Well, but at the same time, like how facetious was he like maybe he knew she was off doing her secret stuff and you know like oh i heard you bought like she didn't she wasn't shopping for a present for him it was a pretense pretense like she didn't Mm -hmm. there wasn't any sentiment behind it Mm -hmm. it's still i mean it's still coming across entitled oh totally I'm just saying they're at the end that like, she's not just some saint for getting him a present mm-hmm. because she's full going through the motions. Like she, she's a saint for other things. She's great. She's awesome. But I don't, I don't see anything sympathetic about her getting a present for him and di- for disingenuous reasons. Right. You know? So that, that's all. Yeah. I, whatever. I thought it was, so one thing, okay, so so in the books that um, I, I've been listening to all, or, you know, listening slash reading to, listening to slash reading, a lot, all of these um, old, like, not canon anymore Star Wars books. Okay. Um, and so at, at one point, though, in one of them, it's in, it's in one of the Rogue Squadron books, like, it's like X-Wings versus TIE Fighters squadron stuff, but uh, the evil character, the bad character is Isan Iser. She's the head of Imperial Intelligence, and um, so, you know, she's on Coruscant, and Coruscant, of course, has however many billions of people, and it's just totally smashed full of people, and uh, so her office is this huge space and with no furniture, hardly at all, just like a desk, and the idea is uh, she's not, you know, she doesn't dress super crazy. You know, her desk is just very functional, whatever. And so everyone's like, why aren't you showing off your wealth? And then they realize the amount of space she has available on a world that's overcrowded mm-hmm. is just like a very obvious reminder of her power and of her right. station. Like she has space. Everyone else is just completely smashed together and she she could you know that's her showing off yeah yeah like that's that's her that's how she displays her wealth is by having nothing just wasting space right which i always thought that was that was always that was always a you know very memorable thing and then i i saw that in mon mothma's place Mm -hmm. too of it's it's opulent and beautiful but 
there's not many people there and it's huge they have a lot of space right just wasting space yeah yeah it's, it's the wealth it's an interesting observation i don't know i thought it I, you know i go i obviously i've been i've uh, already had that as a it's a background thing so yeah, I like Mom Mothma. She's obviously already sympathetic to the rebellion. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I thought oh. she was. I don't know. I didn't have any issues with her. I thought I thought it was exactly what she was supposed to be. Yeah. What do you think about the uh, the antiques dealer? The transformation he goes through. Um. I wasn't sure what to think of him. Like I, I was like, am I supposed to like you? What side are you on? You know, like, I, f- I feel like I was trying to read him the whole time. Oh, you think he's being disingenuous? Like, he's not actually part of, he's not trying to start rebellion or anything? I, I just wasn't sure. Like, I-, I was like, I don't, I just don't know what angle you're, you're coming from. I think he is trying to start it. I just, and he was a f- fun character. I just was trying to, to read him a lot. Hmm. Well, maybe you're wise to do that. I've I've trusted him from the start. Mm. He got he got a lot of credibility from me when he's like he left. He's like I don't even care about that thing. Like I just want to recruit you to right. Andor. You know, like to me that that's like oh yeah he's he's in it for the long term. Like he's trying to he's not just trying to mess with people. Right, which is fair. Um, that's like the one thing. I guess with this show is I find that I'm just trying to read everybody. Hmm. It's fair. Oh yeah. Like we don't, we don't really know what Cassian's motivations are right now. Right. Like he's looking for his sister. It seems like. Yeah. That, that That's kind of what it, like the vibe that I get from him. Yeah. Like, uh, so we have to know, we got to find out what happens to his sister. What's, you know, Right. Are we going to get a spin-off series at some point? Um, also called Andor, but it's about her. <laughs> I mean, I would expect that eventually we'll see him go back to... I'm already forgetting the planet that he was on. Oh, yeah. We didn't see Bix at all. Yeah. She's in season two, they said. so. Which is interesting. Well, they established her as a character. Like, I, I don't... I'll be a little annoyed if she's just like, that's the last we've seen of her. Right. Um, yeah, because we didn't see anything from that planet. Mm-mm. Well, except for the, except for the, well, I guess it wasn't even on that planet, but the repercussions from what happened on that planet, the, the corporate security people, whatever. Right, right. Dismissed. But, but we didn't see anything actively on it. Well, they built that whole huge, crazy, like city block, like sized set and if they're only going to get three episodes out of it <laughs> that they built for like a year, mm-hmm. I, I'll be a little bit sad. That would be sad. I feel like then we have to go back. Yeah, right? I, th- I think we've got to go back. Well, there's too many loose ends. Like there's, it's not just Bix, but we have that fun st- stammering droid and we have his his uh, adopted mom. Yeah. And, you know, like there's too many, he's... He's too loyal on a lot of levels to to just give up on them and abandon them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I can. Uh, I I agree with that. I think he will go back. Maybe not for. 
like I don't think he'll be going back next episode or anything like that, but eventually. Yeah. Oh man, now I'm remembering kind of what? Now, there was a guy we saw and he looked like the ensign that like you know in in a rogue one where he's he gets a signal from Cassian um or he gets a he gets a message from someone and he runs out and tells Mon Mothma senator senator and he's just an ensign and they're like stop it ensign and she's like no tell me what it was mm-hmm. I feel like we saw him like he's a he has a mustache he was somewhere did we I thought we did oh no I, I don't remember I feel like I'm gonna have to watch it again and like look for him. Well, I just I just made the the link because I was like that guy looks so familiar. He looks so familiar. Mm-hmm. But I don't even remember what he's. What... Mm. Okay, well, we can move on. It's just interesting. Uh, what did you think about the uh, Imperial Intelligence, like the ISB, the Security Bureau? It was weird. Like when it popped up on the screen, I was like, "Huh, okay." And then, like, I was like, I guess that makes sense. But I don't know why. I had always just figured, like, they existed in in capital ships, in fleets, and that's where they lived. And I know. Oh, like the the guys in the white uniforms? Yeah, like, like just all of of the Empire. And I just never really thought (laughs) about them needing, like, a bureau. Like an office space, you know, <laughs> taking their briefcases and clocking in and out. I'm like, it was, um, yeah. yeah, but it, so at first I was like, okay, this is odd. But then it, it, it was interesting to see. Um, super, I felt like it was really on brand with what I picture Empire, Imperial Trooper, Imperial Forces to be like the like the um oh man i don't even know what you would call him but i guess he was like the main guy that was kind of like getting all the information out of all of yeah them. the major the guy yeah. i was talking about earlier the yeah. guy's like a dick but you kind of like him for that right i feel like he was spot on with what you would what you would expect yeah um super dismissive of of the one girl Sure. Oh, yeah. But definitely. really spot on. She needs to turn in her freaking reports. Sure. Maybe he should also be more proactive. Why be proactive when you could just command it? Like you could just replace her. Dime a dozen. Yeah. I just, I was just surprised that he was like, yeah, we don't, we're not going to look into this until there's like concrete information. I'm like, so you're going to wait until there's a, actual problem and then react to the problem i mean there's a reason the empire eventually just crumbled because people are just too full of themselves you know because they're reactive not proactive sure so that was just something like i i picked up from him right away i thought it was really like i didn't think it was out of character at all i just noticed it yeah yeah, well, I thought it was interesting too. Uh, so I, I actually read like a short snippet of an interview they did with her, um, and that what the girl said was like the, the advice they gave her for her character for her acting was like, don't try to like carve out a little niche of like you know help make the audience think that you're sympathetic or nice or whatever, like you're sweet, mm-hmm. like uh, you know don't don't do that because you're not like that. That's not how you are. Right. 
Like, don't don't try to deceive them by thinking by helping them think that you're a nice person because you're not a nice person. Right. I didn't think she was a nice person. No. I thought she was proactive. Uh, see, she seemed competent. Right. Exactly. So it was just kind of um, humorous to see it being brushed aside. Well, and I kind of, I actually think that she, actually, I think that she has an ulterior motive going on. She needs, mm. she needs something because she's like worried about this, this cube, the thing that Cassian had stolen. Right. I think that I, I have, I don't even know what it does. The star drive thing. Like it seems to me like there is some information on it or something about it is important so mm. that she or someone she cares about doesn't just get exposed and killed or something. That's a good point. I didn't think of that. I could see her having an ulterior motive. Yeah. I I mean, not that it's like a good one. I just. Right. Probably. I mean, it doesn't have to be a good one. No. <laughs> no, it seldom is. So, yeah, no, I like this one, though. I thought it was. Uh, I thought it was fun. Um, I liked seeing Cassian like go in with with I guess the formations of a rebel group, like sure under a fake name. Yeah, for obvious Clem. reasons. Yeah, Clem. Like Clem, sure, like, like that's what you come like, like Clemidia. Like I was gonna say, like Clementine. Oh, <laughs> I, I went a little farther. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh man like uh, clem deastwood yeah there you go sure that makes sense um <laughs> yeah but i liked it and i thought it was interesting also to see there was like a little bit i don't know if you would call it like a crack between them between the different rebels um it seemed like maybe maybe like a power struggle or like just heads budding. I thought that was interesting. Well, I mean, she's pretty caustic, this leader. Right. Like, and she did, she did. She was like, this is going to destroy the group. Mm-hmm. Like, and, and it might, because like, they're all counting on each other, going to work on each other. And then suddenly some guy just randomly appears and they're like, wait, we don't know how to trust you. Like we've, we've, we've spent half a year learning to trust each other. Right. And then and you you just show up and you're not even like very nice at all. You're not. We don't we don't know anything about you. Mm-hmm. It's just yeah. it's just uh, interesting though to see it going between the, like obviously they've directed it at him as well, but between them and her is mm. you can kind of see like a fissure there. Yeah, like it, it's like if whether they pull this mission off or not. That group isn't going to stay together after this. Right. Probably. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Um, okay, so a couple things then. First off, uh, so so the, I forget his name now, damn it all, Lucien. Lucien tells mm-hmm. tells the, the abrasive woman, leader, girl, he's like, this has to be a win. Right. And he uses the word win. And I wonder if that is significant in some way because the way they present it in uh, in episode four, at least in the opening crawl, it says like, 
the rebels, the rebel alliance has gotten its first actual victory against the empire. Oh, okay. Mm -hmm. You know, and that that was in Rogue One. Like that was considered a win, even though that was just like a pretty brutal destruction on so many levels. Mm -hmm. Um, It led to a win, but but like they finally got a win. Does that mean that they have to? They're doomed to failure this entire show. Oh, I don't know. I don't think so. You th- you think that it would be okay if they if, if they did steal all the? I mean, like not not on a moral level, but like on a structural story level, it would be okay if they won here if they, if they stole the credits and got away well i guess it depends on what what the definition of win is right because like i would count it as a win that casting got off that planet sure okay but 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 they're not even facing the imperials there right but that's still a win but the rebel alliance didn't get the win right. there. i'm just curious like you're know. saying if he, if he does something similar, but as a rebel, that that would be that would be considered a win, but it it wouldn't actually violate this this can canon statement. Well, I don't know because I guess I I just I don't know what they're setting out to do is my point, and right. I don't know if it would invalidate it if they won. I think it's cool. Like I love that we know he's gonna die, and mm-hmm. we have, and we know that the rebellion's gonna win, and we know that they're gonna blow up the Death Stars, and we know that there's they're gonna lose on Hoth, and we know all these things, and we have no idea where this show is going exactly. Like we know that eventually Mon Mothma escapes, right. but right. But otherwise, like we don't we don't know the the how it happened. Right. That's the whole point. Hmm. It's like this is this is basically like what Rogue One was for, as as that little gap filler before episode 4. That this is what that is. Mhm. It's the same the same thing. Yeah. No, it, it's doing the same thing that Rogue One did. I I I love it, man. I I this is this is so fun to me that but the the fact that they're make creating uncertainty. Mhm. And I actually care about the characters. Because we all we also know where the Targaryens go, right? But I don't care about that. I'm just like you can all die. I, I really don't care. <laughs> but like in Andor, I'm like, I care. I, I want to see what happens. What happens with Bix, with Bubba Bix, you know, and the droid and the the mom and right, all Cassian, all of these storylines that they need to keep going. Yeah. Uh, so one thing, I, uh, one the final thing I want to point out here is they mentioned at, toward the beginning. Um, he he's like listed a, a big laundry list of different groups. Um, one of them he said the partisans, which is Saw Guerrera's group. Oh, okay. Which they never like, make it explicit in the movies, but like the partisans are the name he calls his rebel band or whatever. Mm-hmm. So we could see him. I mean, he was in the previews. He'll he'll be there. Mm-hmm. And then they name dropped him later this episode too. Yeah. Totally setting that up. I'm interested to see where it all goes. Mm-hmm. Why didn't why didn't Cassian end up with Saw? Maybe he will. 
but but he i don't think he can like i think saw would recognize him and and in mm. episode and in rogue one right he's like he's like well you like they need Jin to get him an introduction like cassian right and if, and if you had bad blood with Shaw or a bad past then cassian wouldn't be the one to escort her to saw like right hmm then i guess we'll just see him from a different point of view we'll see saw yeah see saw <laughs> Okay. Okay. Anything else? I don't think so. Yeah, I don't think so either. I think that was everything. You liking it so far? Yeah, it's good. I'm I'm curious to see what next the next episode is going to be. Me too. I I find myself very intrigued by the Mon Mothma part, mm-hmm. like almost even more than Cassian. Interesting. Yeah. No, I just feel like I don't know. I feel like this was an this was a setup episode, so I'm just waiting. Okay. So, yeah. Cool. Uh, um. Okay. So, do you want to talk about Rings of Power then? Sure. And this. What'd you, what'd you think? This ridiculous episode. It was pretty ridiculous, actually. Mm-hmm. It was a lot. Yeah. What do you think? What What were your thoughts? What What did you like? What you didn't like? I want to hear from you. Um, I don't know. I think I liked I liked pretty much all of the episode. I'm trying to think if there was a spot that I didn't like it. But, I mean, the whole thing... The whole thing was basically just the, the showdown between the orcs and the humans at the tower. Um... Because even, even like, the little bit that we got on the Numenor ship, it wasn't even that that much. Like, it was just a little snippet before they showed up. So, yeah. Um, no hobbits this time. No hobbits. No, no dwarves. No dwarves. Um, yeah, this is purely Numenor and Mordor. Yeah. So... Southlands, I guess we call them. I don't know. I, I liked it. It was it was interesting. I didn't I didn't realize that they would move out of the tower that quickly, I guess. Like I just assumed that they would stay there. I guess it kind of made sense for them to move tr- throughout the land and like I mean it, it made a lot of sense because then you realized what was happening at the end with once they had boarded up all those holes in the ground with all the tunnels and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, so it made a lot of sense from that perspective. Um, yeah, I realized, so when they had, when they had like the, I guess it would be like the second battle of sorts, like when they were in the village and they were luring everyone in across, all the orcs across the bridge and like trapping them and stuff. As soon as Arendor saw the blood on the one and, like, touched it, I was like, ah, no. I know what they did. And it was just real dark. But I thought that that it would include creepy old guy, traitor human. Traitor face. Traitor face. Did not include him. So... That was surprising because I fully was like, yeah, he's dead. 
I was waiting actually for when they kept like lifting like the the helmets and stuff off. I was waiting to see his face. Oh, I didn't think he was dead. He's he's their leader. He's the guy. Yeah, obviously he was he was important. Yeah, but I just assumed that he like died. Actually, I had assumed that he died in the rubble from the watchtower because of when uh greasy Loki elf threw him aside. It kind of looked like he threw him into the crumbling rubble. Yeah. I'm, I'm like, so what good did bringing the tower down on them actually do? Hmm. Mm, I mean, it, it, it seemed like a decent idea to try and bury them underneath it. Yeah. Right? Like, oh, I thought it was cool. And the choreography or whatever you want to call it. Like, mm-hmm. Arondir did a lot of cool heroic jumping and flinging and throwing and shooting. Right. But it was all believable in the, you know, in the sense that, you know, the, the weird action movie belief that think these things can happen. Right. So, yeah, I just attribute it to the fact that he's an elf. Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, and, and that makes a lot of sense. Like, you saw Galadriel doing all these color weird stunts on the horse, and it's like, well... You'd think that she would learn how to do some pretty neat stuff after thousands and thousands of years of studying warfare. Right. And she's an elf. Right. And she has the dexterity to pull it off. Right. right. Um, yeah, I liked it. I I don't think there was anything else that I didn't really like. Um, <laughs> okay, so <laughs> I thought one of my, my, fate, my most the, the, I actually laughed out loud mm-hmm. uh, was they're like she's like are you the king that was promised mm-hmm. and I don't know it was just he said it's so shifty and so uh, he's like yes like <laughs> I, I, I just made me think of what it made me like it sounded so disingenuous it made me think of of like uh, in, on Team America when the girl's like oh yeah if you could promise that uh, that you'd never die, I'd make love to you right now. And he turns his head. He's like, I promise <laughs> I will never die. Like in that same disingenuous, I don't know, like that. that's what it reminded me of. Like he was just like, yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, like just like, no, I'm not, but I'm supposed to say yes. So yes. And then instantly, yay, you're the king. Yeah, it, it was a weird... Um set up because i feel like he was fighting that for so long yeah like in all of his talks with galadriel yeah i so i i don't know i don't know about him for sure but i uh, okay so i i he's more significant even than we know right i think and he is so remind me he is a new character right he wasn't in the book well, or in the it, text, I should say. Not as Halbrand, no. Okay. Right, so he, he's new in that sense. Mm-hmm. Like, so if, if he turns out to be Sauron, then obviously he's not new. Right. But, you know. Um, but yeah, as, as, present, as he presents as, uh, as Halbrand, then sure. Right, okay. Just double checking. Um, yeah, I guess I could. I I noticed that he paused, but I took it more as, as him like hesitating to claim it. No, I mean I think that that was what it was. It was just like this really funny like 
sure mm -hmm. you know yes well they were so quick to accept him too like it was just it was very funny mm -hmm. to me it was just the the whole the whole setup and i i had kind of thought that he was going to end up being the the son of whatever his name is of theo but that clearly clearly off on that um uh, yeah so like he promised himself he would never return right. but uh but no one there recognizes him how is he returning to a place that no one recognizes him yeah that's true unless he's been um, gone for a really long time and is super old well, yeah so what did you think of him having a moment there with galadriel where they're like i just want to fight by you forever kind of thing um i don't really think i picked up on a moment between them oh well, well like he's like in the battle i just when i was fighting like i thought i could i never thought i could put aside all the pain of my past until this fight where mm -hmm. when i was fighting alongside you i felt that i could do it forever or something like that i don't know i guess i just didn't really notice that it, they were having a moment and then they both, she like looked at him, like they look, they're looking at each other. And you're like, I really hope they don't like try to kiss or something. And then, and then someone comes in and interrupts them and ruins the moment. Yeah, no. I mean, it yeah. obviously wasn't that much, that well done of a moment because I did not notice it. Or maybe you were texting. No, I wasn't. I'm joking. Uh, yeah, so in the comments, guys, let us know. Did you notice it? Am I just like, taking crazy pills? I literally, like, I noticed the moments between Aaron Deer and Bronwyn. And the moment between Isildur and his dad with the horse. Sure. But, nope. <laughs> You'll have to watch that part again. Or not, but I wouldn't wish that on you if you don't want to, but um, it's, I, I thought it was fairly obvious uh, personally. So maybe I'm just misreading it. Um, but I, I just thought it was an interesting thing. Like they clearly have some kind of, uh, some kind of bond at least, you mm -hmm. know, to be talking and they, they both saved each other from doing horrible things. Mm -hmm. I just, I just wonder if he is, I, I don't know, like there, there's this half-baked idea of maybe he is Sauron because I don't know. because why well tell me why you don't think so you can tell me no i'm just curious where this stems from i just i just don't see it okay so so adar was like like i don't recognize you how like all right so if if um so Sauron is is like a shapeshifter. Like he change he can change the way he looks, at least until a certain point. Like there's something that happens that stops him from being able to do that. Uh, but like he uh, like he a lot of the reason he is so powerful is because he's so charming. And right. so, you know, like people, he's able to get people to trust him. And so, you know, like we have this idea that Halbrand is um he had something horrible happen to him that Adar had done. Right. And it's like, well, if Adar was killing Sauron and he really thought that he had killed him, mm -hmm. 
And then he changed shape and then Adar can't tell because he couldn't recognize him. He's like, you don't recognize me? And Adar's like, no, should I? Mm-hmm. He's like, good, I'm glad. Like, good, my, my disguise is in place. Okay. And then, but but then there's also that moment at the end where, or toward the end, where uh, Halbrand stops uh, her from, from Gladriel from killing him, mm-hmm. killing Adar. And then as he's leaving, Adar senses it. He, he can tell, he's like, who are you? Like, you know he's more significant. He, he knows he's more significant. Right. I'm not saying he has to be Sauron. I, I don't. I don't know. Like that's that's some of the strength of the show. I think is we don't know what happened to Sauron. What what's going on with him? Because we know he's going to show up. Mm-hmm. We just don't know in what form. Like, like what? Who is it? Maybe it's Galadriel. I mean, clearly not. But I mean, maybe it's you. I I don't know. I just don't. I I don't buy it. I could be wrong. I just don't buy it. You don't have to buy it. It's just a wild theory that I've said that I don't. I don't really. I half expect is wrong too. But mm. it's half the half the joy to me is wondering where Sauron is. Right. I was assuming that he was, you know. I don't want to say like locked away, but like in hiding or something, until basically that key was put back in. And the volcano erupted and everything just went to hell. Well, we'll talk about a shift of momentum, right? <laughs> I feel like there was so much back and forth in this episode of like, they think they've won and then they haven't actually won. And then they think they've won again and they haven't actually won. And then they finally think they've won again. And like the Numenors have ridden in, which by the way, I found hilarious because it is clearly nighttime when the orcs are attacking. And like, still is nighttime, and then they cut to a daylight scene of of the Numenorians riding across the landscape on horseback. I'm like, right, okay, doesn't match, but okay. Well, I I think that that was that was it to signify like they were riding for a long time because they said it would take a day to get there. Yeah, which like I get, but also. Well, so if they're getting there right at dawn, yeah. and, then they, and then they ride for a day, then it's dawn again. Sure. Sure. It was just an interesting... Sure. It was just an interesting cut. No, they mess around with time mm-hmm. enough there that... I mean, yeah, yeah, because it did feel, like, dark. It was still dark. And then when they came, like, it was pretty light out. Yeah, when they got there, it was light out. I was curious if it, they were going to get there at night or not. Um, but, mm-hmm. um, yeah, so th- it, it just was like all this back and forth and then clearly you didn't win at all. Yeah. So is everyone going to be dead? <laughs> Wouldn't that be the twist? <laughs> you want everyone to die in the dragon show and instead everyone dies in rings of power. <laughs> Except Galadriel. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Oh, the did you watch the preview? Yes. For the next one. Mm-hmm. So they show Galadriel and then all the other storylines. Nothing with nothing with the mm-hmm. the fate of the rest of the characters, which I thought was interesting. 
I feel like if you're going to see Galadriel next episode, you kind of have to see the other characters because she's currently there. Right. Yeah, it, I thought it was cool. Like, we finally saw the payoff of the orcs' uh, trench that they've been building, or the tunnel, whatever. Mm-hmm. And then you see, like, this key finally get activated by Traitor Human. Yeah. Who should have been dead in the rubble. Dislike. So, I, I think I think that... I think a lot of people are going to be frustrated by the idea of Bronwyn with Arondir. Okay. Uh, because like that, you know, they, they say it a lot in, in all the things, like the only times that ha- humans and elves have hooked up are like this. It's very, it's very well documented kind mm-hmm. of thing. Like it's, and it never really happened in the second age. Like it happened a couple times in the first age and they were like really notable, important stories, mm-hmm. you know, and then it happens with Aragorn and Arwen in the Third Age. Mm-hmm. And that's it. That we know of. Right. Well, and so the the lower purists are, you know, going to be annoyed, I guess. And, and I, don't, I don't really care about if they're annoyed because they're just going to be annoyed at whatever they choose to be. But I, I, I don't know if they're going to go that direction. Like, I, I feel like they're doomed to never actually start yeah like i i think i think a rondeer is gonna get killed is what i think that's my bold prediction yeah um which would be very sad yeah but i feel like if it's out of them two it it would have to be him yeah yeah because she's she's too important yeah she's too i think she's too needed yeah and what and all he really is is like a warrior really like Mm -hmm. you know the humans are starting to trust him or whatever a little bit but at the end of the day like now the humans have Numenorians and Galadriel to trust like they don't need him right and like he's this warrior who also just happens to be really fixated on protecting Bronwyn and Theo in particular so yeah (laughs) oh uh, so I don't know about you. Like I, I saw through their sham immediately of of like Adar having the actual um sword. Oh, like you they chased did? him down. They chased him down and he's like crawling toward it. And you know, they, they get it and they just hand it off and hand it off. They never verified that they didn't swap it out. Right. I, I don't know. I just didn't I didn't think about it. Oh, I was like, well, because he was like Tell, tells traitor face here i need you to do something for me i guess i just never really thought about it because you don't really see like he gets he gets the sword thing out of the whatever tavern floor when theo's like oh here it is like it's here um and then short like like immediately after that the numenor Numenorians arrive. Mm-hmm. Um, so you don't really see anything, really. I don't know. I don't... Trader face was just trader face, so. Trader face gonna trader face. Yeah, he's gonna keep being a a dumby. Yeah, so I don't know. I I realized when Theo was holding it that he, I think, and I don't know if this was intentional. Uh, it feels like Theo 
is bonded to this thing, right? So it feels like he can just tell where it is and like, you know, whatever. So it, it felt like he was um, like portraying this, like he kind of like just seemed curious about it. Like he didn't trust that it was in there. Right. And I don't know if that was intentional or if it was just like a happenstance thing. Yeah, it's an interesting thing. Like what what part does that sword actually play other than, you know, like it sets off the volcano, it's a key mm-hmm. and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. But otherwise, like it's it's reminiscent. He, he wants that sword. It's very reminiscent of how people who've had the ring want the ring. Right, right. That's a good point. Um, do we know what that's made out of, by the way, that sword? Okay. Because... So, I mean, not not a metal that they can easily break, apparently. Right. Yeah. That's why I was asking if it, if it was, like, the same idea as the ring. Oh, okay. Well, I mean, maybe that's where they get the idea for the rings. They're like, oh, yeah, that guy's hooked on that sword. Like, we could make, we could make another addictive <laughs> thing. Right. And it's, it's much more small and subtle. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I don't know. This episode was a lot. And then it just got really sad and dark at the end. Yeah, well, there was like these really good bonding moments for all the people mm-hmm. and all this stuff. And, you know, Isildur and his dad are talking and we've heard just a tiny bit about the mom, mm-hmm. um, you know, and we, it's like, oh, cool, we're moving forward. I will say I noticed uh, when Trader Face put the key in, so he turns it and then like the dams start releasing and all this water starts flowing. And then you're like, okay, it's clearly going through all the tunnels and it's exploding in the ground because that's where all the covers were that they put down. Um, and so I had, I had two thoughts here. One was, I was like, do you, is it really necessary for the water to like fall into this volcano and like react with the lava? And apparently, yes, it is. Um, but two, I noticed that when the water was like rushing through, Adar like put his, he like laid down and kind of just like put his head down against the ground and you saw the water rushing underneath the tunnel that was clearly underneath him. And mm-hmm. then afterwards, it's just like a really quick scene where they go in where he was and he's gone. He's gone. Yep. And I'm like, well, how did you get out of there? Yeah. Well, that's a valid question. I don't know. You know, because like his uh, handcuffs or whatever you want to call them were still on the floor. Yeah. One of the things that I had thought about Adar was that maybe he was one of the first orcs, like one of the first elves who was tortured into being an orc. Right. So I was, I was glad to hear that I was, I mean, I was, I, that wasn't the main, I wasn't like, man, I, I'm pretty sure. So I won't, I won't just say that. Oh, I was right. I told you all, but that was one thing that I thought maybe was possible. Uh, so that was interesting. Hmm. at the very least um so yeah yeah, i was right kind of um yeah he's he's an interesting character yeah not a fan of him i'm just gonna say that bodily fluids flow too freely in this show oh yeah it was a lot i was actually expecting aaron deer to like die of orc blood poisoning 
<laughs> yeah. I was like, you got a lot of that in your mouth and everything. Oh. And the orc is just fine with it, just literally just pouring out of his head. It was so gross. I was like, I don't, I don't need to see this. Yeah. Yeah, I, I didn't think that was necessary, honestly. Like, there, there's so much. I, I, I will have trouble letting my boys watch this episode. Like, last episode yeah. was fine. This episode, I don't know. Like, there's almost too much for me to be able to censor all of it. I was going to say, because, like, for you to, like, fast forward through it, you're basically going to fast forward through a ton of, like, the main things. Yeah. Well, they're like even the parts that aren't super dark. Mm -hmm. Well, I mean they're dark, but they're not super graphic. Like, you know, like people just getting killed by orcs all over the place, and Mm -hmm. I don't know. Like they when they're saving Bronwyn's life, when her wounds are just like emptying, like just dumping right out of her. Like, I don't know. I don't. I don't necessarily need my kids to watch that. Right. Might be an episode to skip. Oh, well, it's important. It's an important episode. Well, you're going to do a lot of fast forwarding. Yeah, I probably will. Poor guys. That's what they should do. Instead of an extended version, they should make like a parental version that you can, that's already been chopped down for you. (laughs) I don't even know what they do. (laughs) I don't even know what they would do either, but I think it would be quite humorous. My kids would be like, why is Theo giving him the sword? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what happened? Oh, man. Yeah, I They're guess. just like slowly running their swords through people. Oh, yeah, that was a lot. I don't, yeah, no. I don't, I don't need that. At, like the time, it was a, like quite a few episodes ago, but where Halbrand like just snaps the guy's elbow or whatever. Right, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's just, it's very gruesome. Mm-hmm. I, I don't I don't know why they've chosen to do that. Like I don't I don't really mind all like you know they have a Rondier doing like the weird high kicks and you know it's all acrobatic and stuff. I don't I don't mind that because they they kind of did that with with Legolas and stuff in the other movies. Like mm-hmm. they're kind of established that they they're warriors and they do some crazy stuff sometimes. Um, I I just don't need the blood. I don't need that really. Like they had some blood in the other Lord of the Rings, of course, but it wasn't nearly as just like dumping out of people yeah yeah no is this yeah there was a lot this episode yeah yep it's uh it's right right there alongside i I would say it's a little less but still um comparable to what the dragon show's doing yeah i feel like this is more manageable for me to watch though right well yeah like Dragon Show just sets up the tension. You're like, oh, I feel so uncomfortable. And it's also like Dragon Show's a lot more torture. Yeah, that's true. Like chopping a guy's tongue off. Yeah. Chopping Where you're all like, the things. They're not trying to kill you. They're just trying to make you be in pain and remember this for the rest of your life. Pretty horrific. Yeah. So... Anyway. Okay, so let, let's play the game of what does Sarah think needs to happen for this to be a successful rest of the season in the next oh. two episodes? What is going to make you think that was a pretty good season? Um, I want to know who the, who the stranger guy is. 
Okay. So I would love for that to be resolved somehow. What if it's what if it's just like gives us a substantial hint, like something that's like, okay, all right, we know what we know roughly what he is. Would that be enough, or do you need to know? Uh, here's what he is. We're done guessing. So I guess it depends. Like when you say a hint. Would it tell? Would, is it a hint to be like, okay, it's a pretty good shot that it's this person, or is it a hint that they're like, ah, uh, he probably is of this origin? Well, I, I don't know. Like, if they were like, all right, he's one of the five wizards. I feel like we know he's a wizard. I, I don't know that we know. Like, maybe he could. He could be Sauron on on some levels. Like, we we don't know mm-hmm. exactly what's. I don't. I don't think he is, but. You know, he could he could be or he could be, he could be all sorts of, like he could be a he could be a Balrog. I I don't know. I don't freaking know. I just <laughs> you know like maybe he's well he can't. I I don't know. There's there's a lot of people who the Valar just kind of like ship back to Middle Earth for various things. Right. And I think the most plausible thing would be to say like one of the wizards. Um, you know, especially one of the blues, but it would be nice to have confirmation. I don't feel like it's obvious at all to me mm-hmm. that he's a wizard. Like, I would be fine if I just, yeah, I, I would like that. Or, or if they were like, no, he's not a wizard, for sure. Like, something pretty strong. So, okay, so I think two things need to happen then by the end of this season. I would like to know who the stranger is, as one. And two, I think Sauron needs to show up. Yeah. Even if it's just at the very end, maybe. Yeah, yeah. Which would not surprise me if that's what they chose to do. Yeah, like, well, honestly, I think if I had to guess where Sauron is right now, because I like the Hellbrand thing about maybe he's Sauron, but I kind of don't think he is. Even though he's, you know, he's been, they've shown him to have like a political bent. He's very charming, All you know, all this, all these things. Uh, you know, a keen observer of human nature, but he's also... Uh, you know, I, I don't know if he is. I If I had to guess where Sauron is right now, I think he is whispering sweet nothings in the ear of the king. Of, uh, mm. King Gilgalad. Gilgalad. Oh, okay. I think he's with the elves right now. and Interesting. Okay. And that's why, like... Gilgalad is like, oh yeah, we need Mithril because the, Sauron planted that idea mm. in his mind. Okay, yeah, I like that theory. I like that one so a lot like, more. So, like, you know, uh, I wouldn't be surprised if in the, at the end of episode eight, you know, the final episode, he was, you know, it just cuts to like we finally see this person, you know, whispering to the king and the king, like, kind of taking notes, kind of like, oh right. yeah. You know, and, and you see he's beautiful, you know, like he's, he's like, you know, all the things that they would say in the books, you know, he's Anatar, he's the bringer of gifts, he's the, mm-hmm. you know, the guy who deceived everyone into, you know, taking the rings right. from him. So that would be, I don't I feel like that would be pretty fitting. I like that thought. That'd be cool. I, yeah, I like, I like that better than the Halbrand thing too, mm-hmm. like a, I think Halbrand is gonna. I think he's gonna be a bad guy at some point. Is what my thought is. He'll be one of the ring rates. Yeah, I could see him doing that. 
I'll be one of the kings. He'll be one of the people that Sauron gives a ring of power to. Yeah. Maybe that's what they're setting him up for. Yeah. That's a good point. Or maybe it's Theo. Maybe he'll get it. He likes likes things of power. Yeah, I could see Theo turning pretty easily, to be honest. Yeah, and traitor face. Yeah. No, I think he'll be... I bet that they'll kill him off this season, maybe. Yeah, I don't. I don't think Trader Face is gonna live very long. I don't. I didn't expect him to live through this episode. Uh, I mean, I don't. I don't care. Like he doesn't. To me, he doesn't hold any narrative interest. Like Lady kind of needed someone to help him, mm-hmm. help him do something. And now, what else is he gonna do? Like I, I don't want him to just like keep lingering around. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Um. Okay. What do you think needs to happen then? Um, I mean, I mean, really, yeah, I would, I think Sauron does need to show up. Yeah. I, I think that would be, that, that would be pretty crappy if he didn't like, they don't have to give the rings out, but I mean, the whole show is called rings of power. And that implies that Sauron is here, that the whole show is centered around him. Like, mm-hmm. and honestly, I don't know how you felt at the end of episode seven of star Wars. Um, they, they hinted about Luke the whole time. He didn't even get dialogue like mm-hmm. that. I, I just thought it was so gross, honestly, the way they treated that. Like, hey, here's Luke Skywalker. And he's like, hmm. And he just stood there. Yeah. I mean, I kind of expected it to just end. I don't know. I feel like I always just expect things to end on a cliffhanger. Like I wouldn't, I just... Like, I wouldn't even be surprised if Sauron showed up at the end of this and he didn't get any dialogue either. No, he might not. I, I would prefer they actually give him a little bit of something. Right. Is all I'm saying. Right. Uh, but, but that would be fine. Like them just showing him advising the king and you're like, oh, crap. Like that is that's horrifying. Mm-hmm. You know, or he's leading. He's talking to his his orc generals or whatever. It would be nice to have a little bit of we need to see him. Um, Yeah. The stranger thing. Uh, so here's the thing. I, I just don't really care about the Harfoots that much. Like they're mm-hmm. kind of fun and quirky and stuff, but I, I was like, Oh, another episode without them. And it happened to be one of the stronger episodes in the whole show. Like, right. That just keeps happening. No Harfoots, more strong episodes. So, uh, you know, they're just weird. Like who cares? They're, they're not going to impact that much except for the heart and mind of this stranger. And right. so we need some significant movement there. Um, and then, I, I mean, we need to see some significant movement toward them building, like making the rings, because there's still a lot of things that need to happen mm-hmm. in this show. Mm-hmm. Like, the the second age has a lot of events, and almost none of them have happened so far. Maybe, maybe it just ends then with with the, like I could see the season ending with the elves getting the mithril, and then Sauron starting to make a ring out of it or something like that yeah well like the elf Celebrimbor is the one who makes the original rings just with mm-hmm. with uh sauron's help right so so yeah like uh, you know and then sauron's the one who in secret forges his one power to bind them all right um it doesn't it doesn't have to be this episode but it's like there's a lot of mileage we've yet to cover. Like they've established a lot of good things. Great. Now let's actually get to the meat of the story. Mm-hmm. With two episodes left. 
but they need to they need to step in that direction soon because even just like five five seasons just seems like too little time to do all the things that they need to do well especially if they're gonna go at this pace right well yeah at, at the pace of like hey look a sildor is finally like on middle earth i guess like right. that's cool good for you bud <laughs> good for you bud. thanks for coming out yeah. Um. Yeah. Okay. Anything else? Hmm. No, I've been really enjoying this show. I'll be sad when it's done. Yeah, it is gonna be sad when it's done. Only two more. I've just enjoyed being in Middle Earth again. Mm-hmm. Maybe season two will come out faster than the next season of Wheel of Time. <laughs> Maybe it'll lap it. Who knows? Yeah. <laughs> Oh, that would be sad. Uh, um, okay, cool. So I guess that's it. Should we call it? Yeah, let's call it. We talked for a long time. Yeah. Okay. Once again. So I guess thanks everyone for listening. And then we'll just see you next week. And maybe you'll have watched the next episode of She-Hulk. Maybe. Oh, yeah. We're doing timestamps in our uh, videos and stuff oh, yeah. now. Good reminder. Should have mentioned it at the start. I'll try to remember it next time. Yeah. So then, if you haven't watched any one of the shows, you can just uh, timestamp your way to victory. Yeah, I put them in. I'm putting them in the podcast episodes too. So if you're listening or watching, you can just skip ahead. Yeah. Thanks for doing that. No problem. Um, that's it. All right, guys. It's over. <laughs>